Interesting. Do you reckon they charge more for a um, black Israeli circumcision than a standard white what, man's? Yeah. How many moils do they have on their books? That's the <laughs> question. You know, like how many black moils are there out there? That's yes, mate. Not sure. That sounds like one of those like one of those jokes, like you know, like one arm bricklayer in Baghdad style yeah. situation. Like I got more work than a black moil. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Hey, that's probably um, a good time to introduce it as long as, Andy, you're, um, you're on board over there on the East Coast. Mate, I'm sitting in the Margaret River Studios in, um, with uh, someone we've talked about getting on the podcast for a very long time. Is uh, the famous, infamous, whatever you want to call him, Ben Joseph from uh, the Beer Farm. <laughs> Here he is. Yeah, hello, uh, everybody. Hi. Yeah. Hey, you're back how in. you going? Ben do you, Joseph. Ben tell Joseph. us, what, do you actually own the beer farm? Are you a shareholder? I'm a or are you shareholder just, in you the just... beer farm. Me and my business partners, we own the beer farm together. We're a team. Legends. A team of legends. Um, you know, that's pretty excessive. I just want to point <laughs> something out. usually what people call Like, it. I know you've never listened to our podcast, but... Um, we've threatened. Like we've threatened you to sponsor us many times on, oh, the, there's been on the potty, there's been in person on the podcast, and to the point of even this evening, I've come to your house and I've gone to the bottle shop on my way here, purchased beer, which is convenient that you guys, you know, obviously retail your beer now in a lot of places, so I can buy it and then bring it to your house, which I've done. So for one off the wood today, I've got the Assam boy Gossi. Can you what how do you actually say this? Gossi. This mate. is the this gets a lot it's flogged on Instagram. Assam boy goes. I, there's a lot goes. of ways to pronounce goes. Goza goes. Got like mate, there's there's no wrong answers in my opinion. Like it's it's from a place in Germany that we pronounce completely differently. Right. So yeah. What is it? It's a salted plum sour. It's a salted plum sour. Yeah, so uh so for anyone that's interested or knows a bit about sour beers, they it goes essentially like a a salted Berliner Weiss or a salted sour beer. Where it, it originated in a part of Germany where the salination in the water was very high, so then their only choice of making beers were to be quite salty, um, and that would affect the fermentation of many beers that weren't sour. You know, you try to make a Pilsner or a Lager or something that that has a lot of salination in the water, it's going to fuck up. But if you if you try and you know use a bit of salt in the sour, it actually works. It's a completely different type of fermentation. We, you know, using lactobacillus, that's what makes it sour. And you know, that, that's why it got its name, much like many other places like Pilsen, uh, you know, in Czechoslovakia making Pilsners. And, and you know, right. all beers originated because of the surroundings and natural elements around where you made those beers. You just make a beer with what you got, and that's yeah, what you, you got. you can do the best you can with what you got. It, it Like, salt is a good complement to beer, like beer nuts, right? Peanuts. Oh, mate, salt's a good compliment to loads of shit. Loads of shit. It's brilliant. And, you know, and this, like, salted plum, like, so those Assam boys, and so that's a salted plum, like a salted Malay plum. Yeah. Uh, we actually grow, they grow them in NT. The ones we get are from NT, and they send them up, you know, to Southeast Asia, but we source them here and get them down here. They're like, it's a little lolly. Yeah. You know, it's quite salty, but it's very sweet. Um, and you, you chew through this lolly, and you end up with a little pip. And you kind of suck on that for a while. It's like interesting little lolly. Our head brewer Joshy, he grew up in Broome, and he used to eat these as a youngster, and like they're wrapped in toffee. Like, yeah, it's awesome. 
They're brilliant. And they're also like, I've noticed they're real popular with, with girls. Girls are into the sour beers these days. It's like the what Corona was for cheeks drinking beer when you and I were 18 years old. Mate, it's like now they're into the sours. It's like they're a lot of soft like, entry. When, you, when you're trying to sell it to people, you could say like, oh, it's a lot more like a cider than a beer um, or, you know, it's a lot more balanced. It doesn't have the bitterness. Like, yeah, a lot of things that throw off like a different sort of palate, um, the sour beer covers it. Good. So that's what I've got off the wood tonight. Um, you've actually got something different. Mate, you, I've, this been, one uh, I I've had a few off the wood tonight, but uh, yeah. I'm, I'm onto the uh, the Royal Haze. Oh, some fucking head's teeth at the moment, the Beer Farm Royal Haze. I don't know. Maybe by the time this podcast comes out, they'll be back in the market. But it's been uh, it's been a few weeks. Oh, what do you reckon, Mandrake? A couple of months between uh, the Beer Farm Royal Haze being available and since we sold out. Um especially through this whole situation. Uh, and and now we just dug up 10 cases that we were supposed to send over to Singapore and obviously we haven't been able to. So we've started selling them at our drive-through and uh, I picked them up yesterday and I've been <whistles> Stevie stoked about right. it. I haven't had one of those. I'm, I've I got my eye on it. I saw them in the fridge. We're no mass over here for you, mate, if you Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll no doubt get through a few tins. It is one off the wood after all, right? So Thank we you. get through the beers. That's um, the entire idea of the podcast. Um, Andy, you joining us from Coogee. What do yeah, you got mate. there, mate? What uh, do you got off the wood? I wish I was um, partaking in a beer farm ale with you boys, but unfortunately, I'm just we got this standard Cooper's Pale, which you can fuck hear. Fuck you, man. Here. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, no, I mean, don't fuck, not, not fuck you. I don't Benny know. hates but, um, Cooper's. He, I text him, I said, what beers do you want me to bring around? I'll probably grab some Cooper's. Let me get some, one thing straight. Home. And Ben okay. says... Let me get one thing straight. You're right. I don't like Cooper's. I don't like the flavour. That's subjective. That's my personal preference. Subjective? The flavour is subjective? Yeah. It's pretty standard, my, drinkable my fla- drink. I don't like it. It tastes <laughs> like garbage. I do not like Cooper's. I also don't like the stance I took on homosexuality some years ago. I think that was really lame. Yeah. That was the second nail in the coffin for me. But... That is all dissolved by so how much of an impressive or against business, I think. homosexuality, Benny. They were very against it. They were against that, oh, okay. so Coopers were against Mr. Cooper. Right. They, made, they made a very... Mr. Timms. It, was, it went pretty high up. They made a very foolish comment in the media. I lived in Newtown at the time. I got two gay brothers and I, uh, I took it very much to the heart. It was a business that I thought was awesome and I emulated and, and you know, we had another brewery in Sydney at the time. I thought it was like a real... I loved them and I, I thought that was such a, you know, incredible... Uh, you know, I, I vaguely remember business. it, and you just—it begs the question: Why Coopers why they do it? would why feel they do the it? need to even make, a statement, make, make a statement yeah. about their stance on anything political? That's not—they ruin themselves for me. Beer Other than the beers tasting like garbage, they totally ruin themselves for me with with that uh, with that stance. So that's my opinion. On I, I and that—that's a good a cool reason to saying. ruin they're a company. They're Australian. They, they are Australian. They keep it real. I I enjoyed a couple of the beers, but I, when I texted you, you literally said. Anything but Coopers. That was I was like, fuck, I that's a quite heavy because I had two types of Coopers. Case of Emu Export, I would have been a happy camper. Case of, you <laughs> name it, I would have been a happy camper. Case of Coopers, especially Pale Ale, I would have been a very so unhappy my camper. My fridge, It's hard saying. to know what to do these days because I went up to the bottle shop and I bought a six-pack of Coopers. I didn't realise I was being homophobic. But, um, yeah, well, you fucking now were, I know Andy. better. How do you I'll like be able the to make more socially down, conscious choices next time I'm in the bottle shop. And if I could buy a beer farm, I would, but it doesn't seem to be available over here what's the go oh. when are we going to see it in sydney oh and shit on the karakamashta i it is available in sydney you just got to reach you got to look outside the box outside the box you got to go to some actual independent bottle shops actually you know, hit me up and uh, you know i'm more than happy to fill anyone in you can always uh, look on our website 
to find where the beer farms available uh, all over the country. But I've got yeah, in re- front reach of me out to me, mate. Out. Cool. Um, oh, that's so, so it's you're on the I just have to go. Camperdown Cellars is a good one. Depending a on deeper. where do you live, Andy? Don't say Bondo. Say that again. Where do you live? Uh, Coogee. <laughs> May as well be Bondo. <laughs> you're getting written off left, right, I'm and center. Over the hill from Bondo. But it's okay, mate. You're a Cooper's drinker in Bondo. It's cool. It's cool. Um, one, I'll, I'll give you the saving grace in this podcast, Andy, um, is that we have uh, sitting at the other end of the couch next to Ben. He doesn't have a microphone with him. He's just creeping from afar um, in his skinny jeans and his black shirt, freshly out of the quarantine. Yeah, hub of reverse teen. Yeah, he's come down to um, to Marks to join the the other um, uh, delinquents, the, whoever else has run out of there. But it is Andy. Who is the, uh, what's your position with the beer farm, Andy? Vibe guy. Vibe guy. Vibe Andy, guy. the vibe guy from the beer farm. Andy, the vibe guy um, at the other end of the couch, who is now like kind of like, effectively like our Jamie. And I feel like this episode, we fucking made it. We've got the beer farm here. I, I, if I get one beer out of Benny, I'm calling that we're sponsored by the beer farm. And uh, we've got our own Jamie at the end of the couch, hot on the Google, ready to fucking go. So, um, yeah. This is this is it, mate. We're going real time now. One off the wood is for the people. And was you're assuming that you're actually going to record this on your end successfully? That's also that's probably thing. the real oh, the of this dog. episode. Is you actually nailing the tech over in on your side? Well, I nailed that, it once. Then we can tick all the other boxes. So I nailed it once with the with the um. You've nailed the, it once. The There's no reason so, why you can't do it twice. I agree. Yes, or the statistics say that this time is guaranteed to fuck it. So um, <laughs> there's no, no backup. It. It's all recording. Good. It's all good. <laughs> we'll see how we go. Hey, um, so obviously episode 33, beer farm, bit of COVID, lockdown. Um, we obviously, I think Ben's a great bloke. I've met him a few times. He's got good opinions. Um, he's got great story. He's a, just a fucking character of a bloke, but obviously we can't, you know, judge book by its cover, and we really want to know what kind of guy you are. So we need to know what your Uber rating is, Andy. Oh if you can, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me look it up. Watkins. Fucking I might need to call you Watkins. Is that thing? Are we allowed to use your last name? You need to tell us what your um uh just remind us of the the um. Of the, the ratings, system. yeah, the ranking system. Maybe start at the bottom because I feel like Ben might not be near the top. Oh, yeah, I feel no. like it, it moves around a bit. Um, it does. Look, I'm not ashamed. I-, I am ashamed actually. I'm not happy with it. I am very competitive, and and as soon as I discovered there were so so, everyone was ahead of me. I I realised everyone's ahead of me. This is piece of garbage, except for the man next to me, yeah. <laughs> Mandrake Falls, who's banned from Uber, and I, <laughs> that makes me feel good. Makes me feel well, like if we get your like rating, we'll get um, Mandrake, a- Andy, aka the vibe guy from Let's the beer farm, to tell us his. Because we've got what, another Andy. Man. What's your? Tell us what your rating is there, okay. Benny, just so the people you know, know. And I'll and and don't excuse the pun. Four point six nine. Four point six nine. That's you like me now. Uh, Four point six nine. Okay, I don't have the thing in front of me, but I do know it fairly well. So, if you're a four point seven five and above, you're an all round. Good bloke. Hard to yeah. fault you. If you're 4.5 to 4.75, which is where you fall, Benny, you are probably a good bloke, most likely a good bloke, but you may have the odd problem with binge drinking yeah. and oh. general <laughs> shenanigans and Tom Ford. Well, is that know, you yeah. sort of fall into that category, would you say? 100%. It's actually quite generous. I'll, it's, I'll, it's quite I'll generous. Take that to the bank. From I, the be- the- so wait a second. You can go under 4.5 and not just get cut? 
Yeah, uh, yeah, but it starts, it's pretty, pretty loose state? under 4.5. Uh, when do they cut you? I don't know. I, well, I don't think you get cut. <laughs> no, no, Mandrake getting cuts. Mandrake, can I tell the story about you getting we, cut? Can, do you, you want to tell it yourself? Way, you need to lean, get, swing that mic around. Yeah, get, no, no, no. Get I, your I face in the microphone. Okay. I, I can oh, right. tell sugar coat it too high. <laughs> okay, so you Benny's... Can, you can sugar, tell. I'm a sugary boy. Okay, uh, sugar it up, but don't sugar it too high. Don't um, sugar coat it at all. Here you go. All right. So, so Right up close to that mic of you. Yep, there you go. My Uber rating is zero, um, and I've been banned since 2016, um, at a time where the only other option was taxis, and uh, what happened was I was in an Uber with my brother on the way to the club, and um, we got out, and as my brother opened the back door, a cyclist was driving, undertaking the car, and he rode into the door just uh, took it off <laughs> it's not funny it. but it's kind of, yeah absolutely That's annihilated the door fell how off. was the cyclist was he all right he was fine he got up he started abusing us because we broke his bike and then i put the chain back on showed him it worked <laughs> and uh he pissed off wait so he was under so he was undertaking so he was on the undertaking uh, which i found out through my uh, illegal my uh two minutes of of law degree that i did online uh, and that was that wa is the only state where that's legal what so go figure yeah mate this sounds like some hardcore sugar coating to me (laughs) yeah that's i'm happy (laughs) what you're saying is you open your brother opened the door cyclist took it out and you refused to pay to get the car fixed Correct, yeah, yeah, correct. But yeah. I would also disagree with doing it. Mandrake Falls, to his credit, has really adopted and loves, you know, big uh, brand ambassador for Ola. In oh, fact, yeah. us as colleagues, you know, business partners and colleagues, he uh, he's really tried to coin the term, let's get an Ola. <laughs> let's get hey, an guy, Ola. Hey, we're all wrapping it up. Hey, we're let's just get an Ola. Ola. We're Ola like, there. Shut the fuck up, mate. <laughs> Even if we're getting an Ola, technically, just call it an Uber because like, yeah, no one knows what you're talking about. <laughs> But it seems to be going better now. I'm, I'm talking to you in the big city, Andy. Like, what, what do you reckon, mate? What, what are you going for? Ola, Uber? Talk to me. I'm just, I still stick with Uber, but it's basically all we've got. I think you can get a, um, is it, what's the, is it Ola? That's the DD. new one. DD, mate. You've had if you can't get Ola, mate. I've got loads of Ola in Sydney before, man. I just think it sounds a bit weird, Ola. It doesn't feel a bit special to me. Is it hello? You know what? And I was slow to adopt it, but. It is a hundred play. All the Uber drivers are all the drivers as well. It's always cheaper. Yeah, and they got pay more apps. to the driver. They're better. So you, to you're pretty much people. a philanthropist. Is that what? That's what you're saying. Forget oh, all that. You're into the fucking uh, company. I think it's. I think it's good. I think they're. I think they're a better business. Fuck Uber. But I still use Uber probably more because I claim it with the business. Because I'm a lazy piece of shit who likes claiming everything when I'm travelling on the road. You know. Yeah. Why not? I say. So uh, just Google this if you want to know what Ola. Yeah, means. Jamie, um, chop in. <laughs> yeah. So um, Ola, no, that's that's uh, is short for a form of Oliver, or Ola means wave. So <laughs> Ola means wave. Okay. <laughs> Great. Thanks, Jamie. <laughs> thanks, thanks Google. Mate, Wait, hold, hold the phone. <laughs> Ola is hello, right? Like in India, yeah, not Espanol. in English though. It's Spanish, Spanish, right? Spanish yes. for hello. Where did Ola originate? I bet it didn't. I bet it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't originate oh, in Spain. Cripes. Yeah, okay, guys. Yeah, let's, um, let's bef- Before you get too sidetracked, and hopefully this isn't something you need to Google, I just I want to know a bit more about the beer farm and the story. Because I, I probably know a, a rough story, but not the official story of the beer How farm. How do you feel about me having a whiz before I tell the story? 
That is good. Um, all right, Benny. Tell, right. tell us about so, the beer farm. From when you came over here, because it wasn't the beer farm originally. It wasn't originally, but I was going to start the story at the start. Well, that yeah, go on then. <laughs> originally, we had a brewery. We set up a brewery in Sydney, and uh, I was I, I lived in Newtown in Sydney, near you, sort of, Andy. Not really, yeah, yeah. could you? Down, down I lived in Newtown for about about ten years, and uh, I I'm a Sydney guy. I. Uh, yeah, we, we, we set up this awesome brewery and we uh, we had a whale of a time with it and we wanted to expand that brewery and, and set up, well, essentially set up, you know, satellite sites around the country, like every major city and, and make like a really fresh as best uh, focus on on beer as like small production in each city instead of uh, from one major site and delivering it nationally. It it, uh, it was a bit of a, you know, it was an interesting new philosophy it was incredibly capital hungry and it, and it didn't exactly work. Like when, when I, I moved over here for it, like I'd never been to Western Australia before I moved here. Are oh, you going to have to fuck the dog off? It's way too distracting. Eh? It's killing me. There's a, there's a dog oh, running around. Uh, my, I've got a, I've got a lovely little, uh, yeah, I don't know if that's getting picked up cross. in the mics, but there's like a lot of banging and crashing. Mate, I guarantee that's getting picked up in the mics. Hey, sleep. <laughs> Do you reckon you could uh, get Dolly to come upstairs? <laughs> we have a lovely little dog. Her name's Dolly Parton. She's a, Hey Benny, what was the, a the brewery in Newtown that it was Young Henry's? Young Henry's, so yeah. that still exists, right? Yeah. As Young Henry's, yeah, you see those yeah. tins around. It's a very popular brewery. So I was one of the founders of Young Henry's with a, a Blake Ian Atkins um, and some other fellows who yeah, we all set it up together, and, and then uh, I moved over here to set up the beer farm with Ian, um, who you know it's his birth child, it's his uh, his concept. He uh, he lives on the on the beer farm, owns the land and lives there with his family. He's got four young kids and uh, he was one of the founders of Young Henry's as well. So like, the catalyst for moving over was to set up the second Young Henry's, but uh, it didn't work out like that. So, you know, we, we decided to, you know, to tactfully make a move and uh, and change and, and you know, we birthed the beer farm, like, on the concepts that are still really strong today, like, and which I think have become far, far stronger in the market, like, the beer farm originally, so it, you know, the name was a bit of a throw-off sort of joke. Excuse me for a second. My dolly dog, go and get. I sleep. Ah, that's okay. You're gonna have to hide that frisbee. Hide it behind the couch. The frisbee's gone. The I'm on. I'm on frisbee hiding duty. Sorry, everyone. If anyone has sheep dogs out there, then you know you know what I'm talking about. They're uh, they're pretty active. Uh, so yeah, we we you know we we done we done Young Henry's as a super metropolitan, really street, really uh, it, it was who we were. Like we were Newtown guys that were you know were essentially just fucking hipsters, you know, like and and like in the genuine sense of the word. Like I mean, I look at myself, I'm like, man, I got a mullet, I got lots of dumb tattoos. Like I lived in Newtown for that long. Like I'm I got a pretty uh, different mindset. Like, Newtown's uh, like in the city, like it's Newtown's it's like burp, yeah, right suburbs. next to Sydney City. Like yeah. if you were to compare it to Newtown's, like uh, Fitzroy. Yeah, Newtown's your, uh, the Brunswick of Sydney, basically was. If yeah, you yeah, to. yeah. It's you. You could walk from town if you wanted to. It'd be a shit walk. But you okay, could. but it's quite, yeah. So it's inner city living. Yeah, in the yeah, inner okay. west. So, so which the doesn't really suburbs, match the expensive with down suburbs here. in Sydney, which are also very close to city. Yeah, and then the the west and the inner west are moving further away, where there's far more land and stuff. No, you're supposed to hide it behind the couch. Oh, the dog the dog's found my hiding spot for its toy, which was under a cushion and on the couch. You, you can, uh, 
Oh, she found another toy. Okay. No, you got to go, Dolly. Dolly. Sorry, Andy. Dolly, if you could speak, uh, I wish worst. we could have dogs on the it's podcast. it's probably worth sorting it out because if these bangs yeah, yeah. that I can hear are all through, it's going to make yeah, it gotta, real difficult maybe, to uh, uh, okay. get a podcast Maybe leave it tied it. up up there or something, Andy. <laughs> maybe we can barricade this wall here or something so she can't come down. <laughs> Fucking, man. <laughs> She's pretty uh, hard to handle. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> the fucking dog. What a rat bag. Oi, right, horse. Get out. Go on, get. Get. Pause for a moment. This is, this is brilliant. What about side, Andy? I'm pretty sure Rogan has pets, but Rogan, oh, Rogan also has a studio. Yeah. And where he has his... Everybody set up. There's real cutie dogs around instead of like high maintenance uh, energy. What is ones. the banging? Because it's like it's right in my ear. Is it right near the phone that something's being banged? Or can you um, hear it right now? Well, it might just be the phone, but that's fine because it's not near the microphones. Oh, yeah. The phone fell down a little hole where the oh, phone, the phone yeah. fell down. Right. The phone. That's the phone. So it's not the microphone. So it's all good. You're on. You're, the it's phone is good. sitting on tins. Except that it's right. piercing my fucking um, eardrum. <laughs> Again. I oh, Andy, to sit a couple of seats at the top of the stairs there so she can't get down. Like on their side. Yeah. This is what we definitely needed a Jamie on this episode. Through the doggy door? Yeah. Yeah, you're staying up there because. There's no way that's going to work. <laughs> no, no, just make it not interesting down here. Don't have any toys and shit and she won't come down. She'll hang out with the girls. I mean,. Is it a female dog or a male dog? a female dog. Ah, uh, see, that's why but she doesn't want to hang out with the girls. She's my shadow man. She's always hanging around me. Right. Um, all right. So, Newtown in Sydney's Hipsterville. Margaret River yeah. in is the is not Hipsterville. Although, Andy will be a, um, a testament to this that all the birds down here kind of look the same. They love beanies. They love high waisted, like you know, three quarter ish jeans that are cut off. That are. They they like to have a big um, a hoodie that's you know a little yeah, bit it's a, uh, it's a rural longer than it should be. It's it's the a rural look, hipster. It's a look. It's a lifestyle, and it's around Australia in different places. Yeah. It's not it's not okay. a bad thing. It's a good thing. But Margaret River's definitely part of Margaret a River, <laughs> rural yeah. hipster feel. Margaret River's absolutely got its own own feel and vibe for it. I Con- suppose when, country living vibes. Yeah, seventies vibes. The plan to the plan to set up the business originally was really based around Ian's partner Jules. She grew up in Nana. Uh, her and her family are from there. He he'd had two kids in Sydney with his partner by that stage. And he always said by the time he had his third, it was either his second or his third. I think his third kid that they would move back to Western Australia and they'd raise their family over here, like in a such a you know beautiful family conducive environment. And and by the you know when they had their third, he decided to move back. We kept, you know, running Young Henry's over there and, and he bought, you know, what is the beer farm, the land, with the idea to open as a brewery eventually. And then we had the opportunity to do it. We did it. You know, he, he ended up having four kids now. I think he's got four kids at the time, like four four kids under six or seven, I think. Like, oh, he churned them out. Churned them out. Good on him. High Prolific. five over the air to Ian Atkins. But uh, beautiful family. And, and yeah, we I moved over to work with him and, and uh, yeah, yeah. We, we set up what we have now as the beer farm over here. So, obviously, things didn't work out with Young Henry's. Mm. And, and like, it, the brand, I don't think the brand, not knowing a lot about Young Henry's, but 
I don't think it matches, you know, to have Absolutely like the inner not. city and then the rural. That was just that was just a here. move, man. Like we we wanted young Henrys to have the uh, differentiation, like malleability to to be as different as possible, but yeah. it, it it suits what it is now, you know. Yeah. And and the way that it's turned out and the and the the tact that we took with the beer farm is far more agri- agricultural. Uh, you know, like the venue's super family friendly. You know, it's about Growing vegetables, raising cattle, yes, making great beer, but having a really family-friendly venue. Fuck off, Dolly. <laughs> Sorry, it's talking about bloody dog. And uh, it, it's a re- we took a really, really different road yeah. to what Young Henry's is and, and turned into, and what the beer farm evolved and turned into, you know, through necessity. It was very, very different. To me, it's almost like the beer farm should have come first, and then Young Henry's should be hijacking that and be like, hey we're the beer farm we're like the cool guys in margaret river you know these sorts of things like that style of um that sort of thing for the for the beer farm but you touched on it right the venue in in margs like it is the premier venue in margaret river because the beauty about it is that you guys you guys deal with you know if you've got family you've got kids you've got a dog right now we've got a dog running around us right if we're at eagle bay brewery the dog's fucking annoying it's either in the car or it's tied up and it's like they're not they don't accommodate for it but at your place you always see these families who are like mum and dad are just chilling out the dogs running around the kids are on the playground like it is it just caters for what you people people like love to come to Mark's but no one wants to go to a winery and sit there and be proper and shit like I escaped Perth for that reason you know I don't want to be cooped up at a brewery even black brewing and I don't want to write off other venues but what I'm saying is like black brewing let's you, not write off no no, no we're not writing know, off but I mean you like mean. you're sitting at black brewing you're sitting down in a sitting to be venue as as possible. yeah yeah exactly and it, it accommodates people so it's it, it is the best venue and then on top of that you guys have bands like sticky fingers come and play like fucking hell that is some that that is a venue you to have a pub a brewery some land bands like Sticky Fingers and then the rodeo which we we talked about on one off the wood before the reason I got onto rodeo was literally because you called me and we're like hey we're doing a rodeo and you should ride because I know you want to and I was like fucking rodeo that sounds like a good idea I All thought right, I was going to be a big man and ride as well and then I, <laughs> I kind of bucked up after a few beers on the day and they were like did you sign up for your insurance I was like no and they were like well we can't ride I was like oh rats but in whole honesty I was like oh fuck yeah <laughs> it's serious uh, business right, I was I was an eager beaver you know like yeah yeah of course. and I talked up a big game and I couldn't go back on my big game and you were doing it so I was like oh cripes I really can't go back on it now <laughs> you told me so okie dokie I'm on I'm done I'm doing it. And then they were like, oh, did you sign up for your insurance? I was like, oh, fucking yeah. perfect. You're guilty. I'll but, sign up for no insurance for real. <laughs> but that was serendipity because, like, at the time in my life when you called me to tell me that, I needed it. Like, I needed something. Oh, man. And I couldn't surf. And that just I was so jealous of you. I thought it was spot. so cool. And <laughs> it was so tough. So did I, mate. The, like, the you know, that first ride. And if everyone wants to go back, you like, picked up some uh, blonde chick. It was quite a good sort of the time. Uh, yes. Thank you. I did. Yeah, absolutely. See, see the, the guys, um, give me the money later. There's all these young blokes that we rode with and I was a rookie and I was getting given gear and stuff. And they're like, at the end of the, um, end of the ride, they're like, yeah, you're a big, bad bull rider. Now I literally, I didn't even last a second. I didn't make the, what they call the corner. Bull came out, stepped one way, boom, I fell off. But I, it hurt, mate. I can't believe how it hurt. I felt like I played a full game of footy after this one, like, one second on the back of the ball. Off. 
didn't even get stepped on. And um, and the guys, these young blokes, they're all like, oh, now you got to just limp out into the crowd, let everyone know you're a bull rider. I'm like, blah, blah, blah. I literally, and I had that in my head, I walked back into the crowd. The first bird I saw, she caught my eye and she was looking at me as well. And I just gave her a little cheeky smile and kept walking. And then I, only a minute later, walked past her again. I was like, hey. And I like had the confidence of a guy who's just ridden a fucking bull or tried to and uh, just grabbed her. I was like, hey, what's your name? Who are you? What are you doing? And then, yeah, other things happened. For all of you players <laughs> playing at home, uh, I'm looking at this fella. You guys aren't. He's actually a pretty fucking hot cut. So I, I'd say that story, completely forget it. <laughs> Do not go and ride a fucking ball so you can pick up chicks because you'll die. No, this guy it's, like it's, he's actually a good-looking guy. Like whether he rode a ball or not, that story would have happened. Yeah, if you walk past a woman and you was and you say hello, you generally get an okay response whether you've just ridden a yep. ball or not. So, oh, you've got a limp. I feel sorry yeah. for you. <laughs> oh, you look partially look disabled. So approachable. Mind that. Yeah, that guy does look like he could beat me up. He must be a nice guy. Uh, yeah, over complimentary, but uh, yeah, no, I, I have that part of my life directly to thank you for. And, oh, turn it up! Man. But and, Benny, uh, you missed out on riding the bull. It could have changed your whole. Yeah, life. It's not yeah. over yet. You know what? It could have ended my whole life as yeah. well. That's <laughs> yeah, I, most I, likely. I looked. I looked at it in that sort of sense. I remember the time I was like, you know, I wouldn't have been gung ho without a couple of drinks to tell you the truth. And I, and I thought it was cool. And my eldest brother Conrad, he like, he's always been like massively keen rodeo guy and he always made he made me promise him on his bucks party that he'd ride a bull like at a rodeo like for his bucks party and I was like okay and then his fiance at the time they they didn't get married but long story he she made me promise her that he wouldn't ride a bull <laughs> oh no on his bucks party and I was like what the fuck do I do here like um, this is a lose lose situation for Ben or like yeah. potential win lose brother, or though. potential lose lose I was like man you know, it never got to the Bucks party stage, thankfully. But uh, Benny, are you from Newtown originally? Like, no, how, do you, no. how do you have a family that's into bull riding? Well, I'm I'm uh, well, I, I moved around a bit as a youngster. I lived in the Central West, uh, and I lived on the northern beaches in Sydney. I moved yeah. to Newtown when I was about well, when I finished school, basically. But uh, no, I'm I'm. Uh, I'm from uh, I'm from the I, I consider myself from the Central West Central West New South Wales. My my family grew up in in Safala near Bathurst, okay. and uh, I was a bit of a youngster. I'm the youngest, and then uh, we moved to Sydney, and then we moved back to the Central West, and I lived uh, out near Yeovil, which is near in between Molong and Wellington, or for those who don't know New South Wales very well, in between Orange and Dubbo. A lot of lot of space in between there. But. Yeah, lots of space. <laughs> yeah. Not very good space. Outback. But, you know, it was good. We, we had a steer farm and, uh, yeah, I, I lived out there. And, you know, taking a lot of those sort of – a lot of that knowledge, like as a teenager, uh, just running steers and shit to the beer farm. You know, we, we run a big herd of cattle out there and use them for our food offering. So you do cool. – and that's the thing, like, about the beer farm and your social media and stuff, spruik it all the time. Who's, who's coffee running coffee? your food at the moment? So Burnt Ends – it's yeah. a business that we've uh, collaborated with recently. Like they're them and our like what well, we're all a, we're all a whole collaboration now, uh, regardless of COVID. Like we we kind of moved into it just before that. These guys like doing an incredible job of smoking, slow cooking, uh, tip to tail cooking locally in the southwest region. 
we've always done events and stuff with them. They, they, I think they did one of our their first events at the original Beer Farm Rodeo. Um, sold out of everything. They just incredible chefs both yeah. and, and they're doing a stellar job and we had the opportunity for them to come and work in our kitchen with us collaboratively uh, but you know yeah I suppose it's like a it's a shared business you know our kitchen element of our business at yeah. the venue and they're just absolutely hitting it out of the park they're doing such an incredible job like even in these times like doing this drive through barbecue which we thought like oh let's see if anyone will rock up and buy food driving through like if, if anyone's been to the beer farm or knows where it is it's in the middle of fucking nowhere like I, I live in Margaret River the town I have to drive 20 minutes you know going over 100 kilometers an hour to get to the beer farm you know so it's not close to any town you know it, it's it t- tell us where it is well it, I suppose it's it's equidistant from like Dunsborough, Bustleton or Margaret River the town and it's in the middle of the Margaret River region, southwest Western Australia. Between Quarrimarp, Cowtown, and Margs? No. No. Between really? Margs and Bustleton. <laughs> okay. Cowtown's kind of in between Margs and the but beer But their farm. turn-off between those, yeah. Cowtown's on the way between Margs yeah. and the beer farm. Yeah. yeah. I just think he has a surfer. It's always, I go through Cowtown before I get to your as place. As a surfer. Yeah. It's inland from all the breaks. Yeah. You know, it's in between yelling up and surfers point. But inland. You know, and in inland. Yeah. Like fifteen minutes inland. A- east east of Bustle Highway or whatever it's it is. Just off proper. the highway. Yeah. Yeah. Two it's, Ks. It's a good spot. It's funny, it is, Benny man, um, last episode we had Patty a mate of ours from Victoria who owns a pub called the Wandy Pub, which is also kind of in the middle of nowhere. It's down a dead end road. No one actually has to drive past it, but it's like it kills it. It's won awards, uh, and it's because they've probably got a similar, similar sort of, mate, a, you know, idea of what a good venue should be. There's you guys, and really good food and local produce and great beer and live music, and, and, and people come. drive to it because it's great. And I actually totally. saw what you guys are doing with the drive through, and I called Patty up and said, "You guys, you guys would do that. People would go up a dead end road to go to a good to get some good food like that. So totally, it's pretty man, cool." Like, Good friends of mine of the old Canberra Inn in the ACT, like the bloke uh, Ben Johnson. He, he owns the old Canberra Inn. He used to be my. He was my first licensee at the Courthouse Hotel. It was a uh, a pub I worked at in Newtown, and like my first ever pub job. Biggest legend ever. Good friends of uh, me and my partners and him and his family. They, you know, they gave us a call up this week. Okay, you know, we're we're trying to be tactile with this uh, with this shit. We're going to start doing some solid home delivery because they got. I've got like a Canberra Eats or like a Canberra, some kind of Uber Eats style situation, but it's pretty unreliable apparently. I don't mean to rip on it, anyone in the ACT, but uh, yeah, they're just doing their own thing now. And he called me up and he was like, we want to serve exclusively your beers at the beer farm. And I was just over the moon, you know, like any sale that you can make in these times is fucking awesome. And you're like, man, you're, you're supporting, you know, so many of our staff that we've chosen to keep on, you know, to give them on a run. Yeah, it's it is amazing like how businesses have adapted. I mean, I went into Mark's Town today and they had there's four surf shops open in town. I was chatting to one of the birds there and she said, "Oh, it's essential services because people need clothes." And she actually said, "You know, people coming in buying winter wetsuits, buying hoodies, like genuinely, it, it's a real thing. Like they, it wasn't a well, piss support take. local business. Yeah, it's, and support local business. And I like went in and bought a few things. I was like, "Oh, yeah, I'll get on board because the yeah, like it's a it's a strange time and a little bit down here we're a bit sheltered from it and I'm incredibly grateful that I've snuck into the southwest region 
um, somewhat ones. illegally, but so somewhat genius at the same time. I'm surrounded by these sneaky pussies. I haven't. Man, it's I, a good. I haven't been told to fuck off this week, which I'm pretty happy about. It's, I, I told to fuck off twice last week, so um, this week's been good, <laughs> pretty good. much. It's good for you was to be told to fuck off every now and then. I think. I think. Yeah, bloody know. oath. <laughs> fucking. It's all right. I don't mind. It, it picking up motherfucker over time. <laughs> I'm definitely um yeah no it, you're right it does it does <laughs> it does gen- that. generally to finish my setting up beer farm story we set it up with like the best intentions agricultural and like genuine intentions like we looked at the US market a friend of mine like in Sydney at the time he he told me about this place that he stayed in Oregon where they like they were growing their own hops they were raising their own cattle and chickens that they were slaughtering using for this food offering for people that stayed at the brewery and had like a hotel, like this whole full circle operation. I thought it was so cool. And, you know, it was an idea I pitched to Ian. We had big yarns about it. You know, it's it's something that the beer farm started initially. Yes, it was a brewery. Yes, it's a venue built in an old dairy. It's already got that heritage farm vibe about it. We grew that into genuine agriculture. We're now setting up a proper hop farm which we've always had down in Caradale, but we're setting it up at the beer farm. We raise like, you know, 60 head of Angus. Like we, we slaughter them, we use them in our food, tip to tail on site at the restaurant. You know, like it's, it's, it's turned into the real deal in terms of like agriculture. And, you know, even with this fucking shit right now, this COVID and that, like you try and buy seeds for your garden, you're cooked, man. Like yeah. everyone's already got them. I mean, we did. Like they everyone's thinking about that stuff like everyone's like oh okay like this is yeah we should support local and, and we should think about places where they're sourcing everything from and we should try and do it ourselves and we should you know really learn about it i think we're a bit of a yeah we'd step a step ahead of the curve or does make think, any sense i think it's been a really cool correction in like you'd hate to do this to people you know just force it on everyone but it's been a great opportunity for everyone to stop take stock what do i actually need in my life is buying local important and it actually highlights how important it is to support local business, whether it's like going to the grocery store and buying broccoli that's been grown in WA or wherever you are versus over over inter, internationally or interstate or even beers, like the same thing. Like how important it is to put money in someone's pocket that you see every day, you know, indirectly cheese factories, whatever it is. Like I, I'm... I quite enjoy that side of it. From 100%. A, like it's pulled the covers away from people. Even, even yeah. as that drive through as an example, man. Like yeah. The amount of local community that, that drives, you know, the 20 minutes driving 100Ks when you live in Mogul River is a yeah. bit of a fucking effort. Yeah. But like us being able to actually continue to hire our staff and, you know, really actually continue to make a buck doing yep. that is yeah. amazing. Yeah. Unreal. And you, you guys have been through not making a buck before because the, the changeover between young mm. Henry's and beer farm. Well put, was we have been through not making a buck. Before. <laughs> uh, well, that, that, different story, not not changeover. No. Like, it was, man, it just to be honest, like fuck, man. Setting up like we wanted a tavern license, okay, yeah. and we were quite staunch with that. What's a ta- tavern license? A so- tavern license, like if we wanted to have a brewery license, uh, like primary producer sort of license, yep. where we could sell our own product on site, and that's all. Yep. Then okie dokie. Yep. But at the time. You know, young Henry's had uh, set up the noble cut gin. We wanted to be able to sell spirits. We wanted cocktails. We wanted to be able to sell whatever we want. We wanted it to be a real tavern. That's a hard license to get. Yep. And it took a very long time. So a proper because ta- so 
I came down here with a couple of friends. Um, we know each other through friends, mutual friends and what have you, but it was during that time and it was grand final, which I had the fucking greatest opportunity. I'd, I'd done my shoulder. I couldn't surf. I couldn't play football. I was basically not really even part of society, but I was um, ro- rolling around with Dodsey and uh, Bell at the time. Legends. Legends. And we ended up at the beer farm and I like, it literally was clipped, wing clipped, and we had a night at at the beer farm. And you're like, yeah, we can't sell um, we can't sell beer because oh, we we don't have a license. And he's like, you just drink as much as beer as you can. I'm like, this is the fucking greatest bloke to know ever. It's like he owns a brewery. And he's like, drink as much beer as you can, uh, and have a good time. And you and I were like kicking the footy around the beer farm. If anyone's been there, like, there's I don't know how we didn't break anything. Like, there was shit going everywhere. Glasses all over the tables. Uh, I like, think it we had a, a pretty bad time. picture of uh, people coming to visit our business. <laughs> no, mate, in the future, it was amazing. This was years ago. Like, yeah, we yeah, had yeah. Best when the place I, was empty, absolutely. I slept on the stage where like people normally play music and then yeah. woke up in the morning and you know, there was I can't remember who it was, but someone was sweeping up. It was like, so we all jumped in, we, we cleaned the place up, and then it was like, oh, well, fuck it, it's grand final day. I might as well have a beer for breakfast. So I just poured one off the wood, you know, had one and then like oh. did a little sweeping, had another one. It was like, hashtag. One off the wood. You pulled one off the wood. I like how you dropped that in there. Very, uh, I was very like, sneaky. Ben did say, drink as much beer as you can. Yeah, <laughs> like, I reckon I might have uh, pulled one of the things out there. On the, uh... um, but it was, yeah, mate, it, it was a cool little place and good friend to have. Are you, uh, are you with us, Andy? Yeah, mate. I just um, had to duck out and um, <clears throat> get a little top up. I've run out of beer, so I've poured myself a whiskey. Um, but oh, I was mate, listening into whiskey. all that. I just when when you were talking about the um, cows before, Benny, it reminded me of something because I went down to Margaret River I don't know, a couple of years ago with my partner's parents and took them to the beer farm for one beer because that's all we had time for. But okay, as we, give you just I think it was as you time. walk in somewhere, there's a painting on the wall. My mum grew up on a dairy farm. She loves little. She loves cow pictures and cow painting things. of the cow, and it's yeah, like, it's like coming it's looking up close like right to the, into yeah, the yeah. camera. I know what you're talking about. That's from Moo Cow in uh, Kawaramup. The bloke uh, paints paints a lot of those. If anyone's keen for one of those paintings, well, Moo I'm, Cow. I'm real keen for one. So I'd, I'd wanted to ask you years ago who painted that thing so I could get one. So it's good that it is someone local and I could actually get it. You can. Awesome. Um, what's Popular their name again? Locally. What is it? Moo Cow. Moo Cow. That's yeah. it. In Moo Cow. Cow. In Kawaramup. So cow. the Kawara Mup, Cow Ara Mup, Cow Town. It took me so long. Yeah, everyone calls it Cow Town. Kawara Mup. Yeah, I, say I always thought it had something to do with cows. It doesn't. No. There's a local bird called a Kawara bird. And up being place of, it's the place of the Kawara bird. But everyone called it Cow Town. Now there's loads of those paintings and fiberglass Frisian cows around the place, which I think is kind that of cute and cool too. Go yeah, on. they dress them up for. Christmas and stuff. It's so cute. There you go. Very good, um, Benny. What, like, obviously, you're a you're a beer connoisseur, right? You, you, let's you, not go crazy, mate. I'm a not, beer enthusiast. Enthusiast. As, I don't know like, a little bit. The about thing me. with beer enthusiasts is that, like, that's every every cunt that loves okay. a beer. Well, you know? I've had a career in the beer industry, so you know a bit more about beer than most of us. I mean, we we're talking about salted compliments for beers and I what used to before. Be a brewer, yes. Yeah. So you know a lot more about beer than others. When I've been to Settlers Tavern for you, probably a bit lit, but you ordered a pint 
of two different beers. You mixed them together in one pint. I'm a big black and tan guy. It, it, and like the only time, you know, I've seen that is a shandy back in the day. It's like, yeah, I poured a fucking shandy before. It's not before. a fucking it's beer, mate. That's yeah. not mixing a beer <laughs> with a beer. That's no, mixing that's, lemonade with a beer. And you know what the best thing is? I was working at Caradale Tavern and it was you for You were the, working at Caradale Tavern? Oh, it was a long time ago. Holy a very, yeah. That's cool, man. <laughs> yeah. You just yeah. went up in my book. <laughs> it was 2008. It was a, it was a long cool. time ago. Oh, yeah, I ran the place. Man, I know yeah. the Caradale fucking tavern. Like, that's where a hop farm is. Yeah, oh, yeah, Caradale. Man, I loved it. Yeah. Just off the Brockman Highway. Like, I, I've... I've got Dude. some history in Caradale. We can talk about was. this afterwards. We got some yarns to have, baby. <laughs> yeah. Like we can have it now. Okay, <laughs> tell me about Caradale, man. It's like, a good place. Like, spent, like we had, you know, we set up Skywine, right? Like we we had a winery down there, like on uh, Frank's Frank. To, to, uh, damn it, I can't remember his Frank name. Frank to he's, something. He's, he's Italian bloke. To, to... go to sleep. <laughs> oh, what's uh, Frank's surname? Frank, the Italian uh, Sky's old uh, landlord. Tomasi. Tomasi. Frank Tomasi. Yeah, sorry, everyone. Frank, Frank Tomasi. Tomasi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Incredibly successful uh, quality dude, Frank Tomasi. Uh, rented a big winery to my colleague and business partner, Sky McManus, and, and we, we set up Sky Wine there originally in Caradale. Yeah. And we set up our hop farm at a place called Glenardi Road, which is fucking awesome, and I recommend anyone to fucking go to. It's the sickest. Wow, it's the best. It's on Glenardi Road, just off the Brockman Highway in Caradale. Uh, best restaurant in Margaret River, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, they just won all these awards and the gourmet traveller and shit. Like, but, you know, we set up our hot farm there, I don't know, four years ago, five years ago. Like, yeah, man, we, I was there a lot. Like, that was like, you know, where else do you go for a knockoff beer other than the Caradale Tavern? The Caradale. Fucking nowhere, because there's... there's <laughs> You're in Caradale. It was it was the best place, and they they did amazing food. Even when I worked back the, back there in 2008, they um they're all about the food. They're well known for it. And the thing with Friday night beers, right? Ben McDonald, you work with Ben McDonald? Nah, damn. Nah, definitely not Ben McDonald. But they're Friday night beers in the country, right? Everyone goes to the tavern, you go to the beer, have a few tins. But the cops would turn up. There's only one set of cops between Margs and Augusta yeah. and the cops would turn up to the tavern every Friday night because that's what they do that's part of their job but if they turned up at 10 o'clock it was a good night because they'd turn up they'd come chat to the publican have a chin wag and everybody in the pub would go to the bottle shop because if you've been to the Caradale there's like restaurant pub they do chase the ace and whatever and then there's the the, the, um, the takeaways bit which is all part of like the one sort of hub and everyone would go to the bottle shop, get their takeaways, get in their cars and fuck off because the only cops between Margs and Augusta were in the pub at the time. So everyone would just split and the night Not was over. Not that we condone that. Not that we condone that, but that's what would happen. You know, this was 12 years ago. And Daily. then every <laughs> dead set, like one of the nights, they came in at 8.30 and it was fucked. They like, the publicans looking at me, he's like, oh, we're done. We're done. Like, it's summer. <laughs> They're in there. Everybody disappears. There's just left with families sitting in the restaurant. And it's like, there's three of us on the bar just looking at the guy. He's like, yeah, fuck, one of you's going home. Like, right. we're done here. The night's over. Shout out and to that- my pal Eco, who uh, runs the pub nowadays. Uh, yeah, they have a better choice fuel. And yeah. uh, Eco, I think it's an Israeli family. I'm, I'm not too sure. It was all owned in one. It was, it was just out. No, um, no, this is a new change of ownership. I think about last year or year before. Okay. But uh, yeah, this fella Eco. Eco's the bloke I know. Otherwise, the other bartenders that I know, obviously. But uh, yeah, Eco, great fella. 
Shout out to Eco, mate. Sold him some hand sanitizer this week. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, I've been making some hand sanitizer. Like everyone <laughs> else has got. Have you got been making it? Where are you making hand sanitizer? Just down the Bowser, pour it into a bloody cup. What are you fucking joking, mate? Like, I, I, you've been drinking this bright and sunny with me. What do you think we make that out of? Okay, I don't know, mate. Ethanol. No, all right, okay. You know, we're sitting on a lot of ethanol at the moment, COVID 19. <laughs> get it in, get it on the hands. Switch it up. No, no, yeah. You just fucking just. just <laughs> Diluted to seventy percent, and you got you got yourself some hand sanitizer, mate. Holy shit! It's Is actually that legit? For more than Are you even taking a piss for? That's legit. Hundred percent. Okay. I've sold hundreds of liters of it. <laughs> what, mate? I'm running short. I have got a little shooter in the car. I could do with some. I oh can't man! Pass. Fuck it. You come to the right place. <laughs> <laughs> we got hundreds of liters. Um, <laughs> oh, can I tell you a sad story about the Caradale? Uh, so sort of. Oh, Is it going to turn me off? The no, no, I won't turn you off. It's Caradale. But you can tell the, so every pub I've worked at around Australia has an alcoholic, and they oh, like they no, clean it's... the pub. In you know they they get up, they do their they shift. They died, mate. He died. So Ronnie, um... I like oh, he's that it. We've just ruined the story. So, but Ronnie, right? Ronnie, who ran the pub, who who cleaned the pub when I was there. I did his off days. I did his Saturday Sunday shift, and he'd turn up and he'd get his beer. It took him four hours to clean the pub. I I'd clean the pub in an hour. And I was like, okay. Do we really need to hear this story, Was? Well, it's a true story. He's a great bloke. Like, Ronnie. You hurt my feelings. Oh, well, I'm hurting your feelings. I don't know. It's just a sad story. I grew up with alcoholics. It's tough, man. No, no. He, look, mate, great guy. Great guy. And uh, I'd he'd be there from cleaning the pub to when I close the pub at midnight. And then I'd drive him home to his place because he'd either be walking his bike along the road or... or just or not. stuck at the pub sitting there waiting for me. Or tripped over and just eating shit and going to sleep there. Yeah. Anyway, I'd drop him home, right? Yeah, and you're a nice fella. Stop trying to pick up more chicks involving your podcast, you piece of shit. Ronnie was... I'll tell, <laughs> all right, I'll tell you the nice version. That Ronnie, Ronnie was telling me that this... Um, because he'd been there in Caradale a long time. He... Um, they used to drive the back way home from the pub, which was all dirt at the time, through the hills. It's all full of caves and all this sort of shit. Anyway, back to Augusta. And he's telling me how, like, one of the evenings, the boys... Actually, sorry, it wasn't Ronnie that was telling me. It was one of his mates that was telling me the story about Ronnie. And Ronnie, they'd lost him. They'd get back to Augusta, and he hadn't followed him back. They're, like, waiting for him in the car, like, fuck, where's he gone? He's, he hasn't gone days through later, the trees. Ronnie's just there. They're, like... So they drive back along this, you know, full drive track in their Datsuns or whatever they had. They get back there, and just at the bit that sort of drops off, there's Ronnie's car on its roof, just... Upside down, sitting there, no movement at all. And they pull up to this car like, holy shit, he's dead. And they pull up, they look into there, and Ronnie's just sitting on the roof of his car, in the in the driver's seat, but on the roof of the car kind of thing, inside, just with his beer still there sipping. He's like, fuck, you guys took ages to come back. <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie for life. <laughs> Ronnie for life. Oh, I thought you'd never come. <laughs> you know, that car. was a good story, was they, they, to Ronnie. They, they got out of there, and, and that's that's what they used to do all the time. Yeah. All the time. But then boozing he, and yeah. driving back in the day, we shouldn't talk about it too much. I'm no, we, should, we shouldn't talk. I'm a offender, and uh, my old man, stepdad, he, he was hardcore repeat offender, you know, like to the point where they he was going to go to jail for uh, driving offences. Just, you know, being done drink driving when you've been disqualified drink driving that many times. It was a real... You know, piece of garbage. I don't mean in a piece of garbage sense, I suppose, if this is going to be on a podcast. I love the man. But, uh, yeah, when it comes to driving and drinking, he's not your guy. There's got to be a line. Oh, Christ. Pops the wage. Fucking hell, mate. It's interesting role model for a young man. 
you know. But uh, regardless, it's something to be taken seriously. And uh, I definitely take it seriously in my adult life as a real adult. And, uh, you know, I think everyone should. At what point in your life did you start taking drink driving seriously? My second charge. You say, okay, <laughs> that's a good point. I, I only say this because I don't condone as well. I lost to, uh, my best mate at high school only months after we lost left high school to drink driving incident. He wasn't driving, yada, yada. No one holds any uh, grudges, but... You know, it's a close to a lot of people because it kills a lot of people and it's fucked no, no, up. Like, I've you know, to be doing uh, it. Inter- interesting facial scars and from being a passenger in a drink driving accident. Yep. Not to say that, you know, fuck. I've never been in an accident personally, thank Christ, but man, I've been around drink driving my whole life and, and it, it was such a normal, you know. No yeah. one can see my uh, inverted commas on the on the podcast, but I'm, I'm saying that normal thing to happen as you're uh, when you're growing up in the country and. You know, your old man loves a beer and, and drives to and from the pub every day and maybe takes you or not. Man, it seems like a normal thing. You grow up and then you move somewhere else and it seems like a normal thing to do. You keep doing it. And then, fuck, all it takes is, you know, a bit of a mistake and shit, man. It's not about hurting yourself. It's about hurting someone else, either in the car or another car or a fucking pedestrian or, jeez Louise. Yeah, 100%, worst. that's it. Like, it, it is that thing where... Everyone gets boozed, and I love getting a bit boozed and saying dumb shit and doing dumb things, but it's you're all you know, you're only responsible for your own actions at that time. But as soon as you get in a car, you've got whoever's in that car with you, and you've got other people on the road, which is the main thing. Yeah, so, right. it, I think it, and that's what, what we're trying to heavy. say is was it's okay to take one off the wood and drive, but if you're going to take more than one off the wood, Don't do drive. not. Leave the keys, 100%. get a taxi, get an Uber, get an Ola, get hey, someone my, else to drive you home. My story, when I, when I was a youngster, you know, living in Newtown, mates of Wazers who uh, went to uni with, uh, I don't know, him and my ex-girlfriend, a bunch of people. I used to, you know, hang out with them. we get loaded. I had a car, like I lived in Newtown, and I was like, yeah, let's go and fuck up this other college and stuff. And we drove around and we, we fucked it up. <laughs> and we like had a whale of a time. We're all loaded and we're driving back. And then they, and I saw the cops in front of me. I was like, oh shit. And I drove around a corner and burned out. And I turned all my lights off. And then I like went into this thing. I was like, all right, we got away with it. But we didn't get away with it. <laughs> and then I got busted. And I was, and big deal. You know, I lost my license. Who cares? I was, I was a youngster. About two years ago, as a fully grown adult, I was down in Albany with my partner and her grandmother. Lovely, lovely woman. Lovely, lovely time. And this is a real, real fucking story, by the way, everyone. I'm not sugarcoating anything. I got blind. Like I, My mum's got brain cancer, and I, I was having a hard time at the time. And I got loaded. And I got really loaded. And uh, we are in town in Albany, this nothing club. Can't remember what it's called. Snake pit. White they call it the snake pit. I don't know, something. It was snake great. Pit. <laughs> I was lit up. The fucking black rats were just soothing my throat. And... That's a and for I the uninitiated. That's and I woke up in the morning and, I, and Bundy my run. partner Sleepy was like, Benny, pull yourself together. Come on. You're like, We're hanging out with my grandmother. who's who, She's a really, really nice nice lady. She's she's very uh, religious and nice. And I'm the opposite of that. And and I and I was like, okie dokie. And I like went out and sorted myself out, come back, and we all had lunch together. I drank a whole bottle of water and we're about to drive back to Margaret River. It's about a three-hour drive. Oh, a four-hour drive. 
and Sleepy was like, oh, I'm a bit knackered. Do you mind, do you mind driving? I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Love. No worries. I'm fine. This is 2 o'clock in the afternoon. 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Drive to <coughs> nearest town, Denmark, <coughs> and uh, RBT. East long weekend, RBT. I get pulled over and she's like, you all right, man? Like, of course I'm fucking all right, man. I last drink like, you know, ages ago, 12 hours ago. I wasn't all right. Second offence. Smell you later. What a piece of shit. Oh, man, I think going to court. Oh, and, and you're there with the dregs of society. It sucks. You feel like a real piece of garbage. It is, there's no learning a lesson like being put with shit cunts and being like, okay, oh, wait a second. Oh, look around. Oh, look at these grubs. Oh, oh wait a second. I'm a fucking grub too. That's me. Yeah. And you just go, fuck. And, and it's the second time you've done it because you're a dummy, dumb, dumb, dumb. <laughs> so. I hear you, Benny. Uh, and you know what? I'm not trying to get any kind of sympathy for. No, no, you know, but I hear you. Like whatever, I've been but, in the same know, position. The day after. Day and when after, you're 20 man, years you old, 21 years old, you're sitting in the court because you've done something stupid. You're like, I shouldn't be here with all these fucking idiots. Have a look at them. Mate, like, mate, no, I no, thought no, that originally I when I was 18 years old. Idiots. And then I did it again. And then I did it again. And then I was there just you know, in my 30s. Oh, wow. Good on you, Ben. Business. Oh, yeah. You're a, you're a good businessman, aren't you, you fucking you're piece of shit? <laughs> you gotta, sometimes you got to learn the lessons twice, you know. Oh, man. Well, you don't Zing. have to, but you do Zing. anyway. That's yeah, dummies do. I do. Dummies do. We're all dummies around here. Don't worry about that. Thank no, you, no you. mate, I, I completely Can you give us some positive? <laughs> like, mate, I... Positive about it? I like that story. I don't think there no, are many positives lesson. about That's it. That's a positive. <laughs> hey. But I was still want, I was still want to know what the what the beer that you took off the wood is with the double in the pint. What do you mix with the beer? Can we bring it back to beer? Well, Tell me. Oh, can I just oh, say again? Yeah. We had oh, Paddy and- last week and he is yeah. also a beer cocktail connoisseur. So if you go to buy a beer off him at the pub at the Wandy, he'll yeah. get he'll hit like three different taps and he's like, This is a little concoction I've been working on. Sometimes it's really good and sometimes it's like um So this is not a, like guys, a one off thing. Live not Mexican a one off thing because I'm super confident about this and I've mixed a lot of beers in the past and like, they really turn like, out shit. He, you know, introduces to drink mixing beers because like don't, I've never mi- uh, mixed a beer. I've, I've almost run my, out of beer now, so I'm gonna get up and get some more beers right. and then I'll show you how to mix some beers because man. Mixing it's good. beers usually is gonna I change do it with my black life. beers and not black beers. Okay, yeah. So that you, you lighten up a black beer. Yeah. Black and tan, yeah. right? You, you, you Precisely. Mixed rice beers. Mixed rice beers. Yeah, you give it an but, income and a little bit I've of... I've been doing it lately with all sorts of beers. Man, there's no wrong answers pretty much. They just mix it up just like races of, you know, humanoids. Yeah. You just mix it up. It always works. You mix a yellow beer with a white beer and it's out? pretty good. It's well, probably we way better than it used to be. We the sexiest chicks. Right? Yeah. Oh, God. yeah, yeah. Dilute the yellow. Dilute, and just dilu- dilute it down a little all bit. All we need to dilute on. is very English people. We need to dilute the clearly scraping the bottom of the gene pool. Yeah, the that, teeth. You, know. you just need to straighten the teeth. You know what I mean? Have Sunburn, you read Sapiens? What? Have you read Sapiens, the book? Is there a, <laughs> Jamie, you have you read Sapiens? With, have you read with me? Okay, no. The okay, fair enough. No. Because they, they're like, <laughs> there's a thing about like that they touch on of. How uh, Neanderthal and Homo, Homo sapien 
lived side by side. It wasn't like a Neanderthal, then Homo sapien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and they lived side by side, but they obviously interbred as well. Absolutely. And then that's why we're all like one, two percent uh, Homo. One, one to four percent Homo Neanderthal. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so there's Cooper's one to four like percent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but there's there's a a portion, and it's it's not really talked about, but. Asian races are more percentage Neanderthal than the rest of us. No. Like Asians look different to Anglo-Saxons to, to you know Africans. Like this sounds things, a bit racy for but my life. It's racy and it's but no one talks about it because it's like awkward to be like, oh, actually, you're the guys that no were a bit fucking a bit stupid and no one, no one talks uh, about it because and they, they don't survive. And we cut them out. But if if you're correct and they are more Neanderthal and Neanderthals are more stupid. Then why are Chinese people so smart? What's going so on? So prolific. Uh, well, maybe they work hard. Precisely. At it. It's ethic. Maybe then why is did hard, all hard the guys you went to school with and I went to school with <laughs> yeah. end up being the ones way that, no, smarter and more successful than us? Way to go ethic, on your cool mate. theory there, pal. I went to school with a guy named Jason Cheong. <laughs> a big, big, big <laughs> shout out to Jason Cheong, by the way. This yeah. bloke I went to school with, quality fella. Mm. He was, I think he was about, oh, cripes. 14 when we finished school together, he was the big man. He was the sharpest fucking So he machine, was mate. 14 and you finished school. He was you Doogie Howser, man. Yeah. He was Doogie yeah. Howser. Yeah. And no, I didn't repeat yeah. school. I was actually underage. I was 17 when I finished oh, school. Oh, yeah, you were. You mad dog. Yeah, you were. High five over this the podcast, everyone. This isn't WA sort of shit. Yeah, yeah, even dummies yeah. can still yeah. do good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I get Jason that. Cheong, he's my man. I wonder where he is now. Maybe the... So Big my, shout out to you, Jason. The 4% Neanderthal action, right, is... Is the point being right? You I'm idiot. not saying Neanderthals are idiots. All I'm saying is that like the right mix or something might make it fucking epic. Yeah, so sounds like a crummy the right theory that I'm beer. not buying into. I don't know, man. Sounds oh, like I'm going to step on some toes by thinking about this. God, I'm not into it. Fuck you, was. Did you just step back in with your beard and your your I'm uh, fucking well, I need and your mullet again? All right, Captain Wiz. Yeah, we're Captain Wiz. On the potty, we're going to take a whiz break and we're going to come back with some mixed beers, hopefully. Cough. So Andy, you're in a Coogee, mate, riding riding solo. Or are you like reverse riding solo. What are you doing? Oh, uh, look, I moved here. I'm with my missus in Coogee. We moved up from Melbourne. So reverse maybe riding six solo. Six months ago. Um, yeah, but from Tassie originally. Oh, so wow! I love Tasmania. Fucking mainlanders, bunch of cunts. Fucking mainlanders. <laughs> yeah, I'd, yeah. I don't consider myself a mainlander, though I've been living no, on no. the mainland for too long. What I'm trying to say is I'm fucking into it, baby. I love Tasmania, and I love the hatred of us mainlanders. I just um, love it. Like, you don't, when you grow up in Tassie, the mainland is the mainland. That's what it's called. And it doesn't yeah. seem weird until you spend a bit of time out of there. It's like, well, what? Yeah. It's weird. It's no, weird it's as a mainlander to be called what? a mainlander. It's, yeah, it's, it's like, odd. One of my Main- good friends, Bonnie, she lives uh, on the Huon River. Oh yeah, and uh, she's like, well, she's a bit of a actress, celebrity chick. Oh yeah, and she's a fucking legit Tasmanian. She's always been like that, and she's hanging out with us in Newtown all the time, mate. It when it sinks in with like one of your good pals, and you're like, you get it, of like that they're not like you know you're not anti mainland. You're just very proud that you're from Tasmania. It's the best. It's not Maybe even very that it's, yeah, Andrew. It's just that it's it feels like a whole another land, when, especially when you're a kid. And, like, you didn't travel as much, you know, in the 80s and 90s as people do now. 
So it was a big, big thing to the mainland, going to Melbourne. Right, now, yeah, man. I, I went there on the spirit of Tasmania when spirit. I was a youngster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, was a, that was a family holiday for me and my, my mum and my stepdad. His name was Bondi. Uh, we, Bondi, Alan. that's why he's Hungarian. Oh, not Alan. Yeah, he's no, Hungarian different guy. Uh, she met him in a bridge school. He was a bridge teacher. Fucking <laughs> creep. Garbage man. But, uh, you know, you guys can definitely hear that. Uh, fuck Bondi. Uh, we, we went on the Spirit of Tasmania to Tasmania, and we had a whale of a time. Well, I didn't so much because I was a child, and yeah. they were just shagging up a storm. Uh, you weren't in a cabin. I was around. Oh, yeah, shit. As a young boy. And you were conscious. Would have been about eight or nine years old. Oh, around. that's, yeah, okay. You got in, memories. In, interesting time of your life when you, you know. Yeah. You try not to take it all in. You might be. But later you might Never use that Bondi anyway, as a little muse. My mum got married many times and I had many excellent stepdads. So, <laughs> fuck Bondi. He was a lemon and all the other guys, legends. Bondi was garbage. But he did take you to Tassie. garbage. Did man. take you to Tassie though. No, he didn't. My mum did. Okay. Right. Bondi did sweet fuck all. Okay. Bondi. <laughs> Poor old Bondi. Yeah, it's pretty, um, pretty cool going on the boat when you're a kid. There was the oh, one man. before so the Spirit cool. of Tasmania. There was the Able Tasman, and that had a swimming oh. pool. And I remember being in that what? swimming pool with my brother swimming and sister pool? in like oh, five meter seas, and it was like a, we had a wave pool to ourselves because oh, no man. one else was stupid enough to go swimming. It's like Fuck an you, indoor Andy. swimming pool with five meter oh, swells. It was geez. the best. You know how to like... make a jealous guy jealous, don't you? <laughs> Jeez Louise! You know what the highlight of my Spirit of Tasmania trip was? The claw machine. Oh yeah, picking up the stuffed toys. With the claw, because they were just rooting, you know, like, and I was like, okie dokie, mum, can I have a couple of bucks? Mum, can I have a couple of bucks? Mum, can I have a couple of bucks? Well, like, this will last a few minutes. Yeah, mate. I just, <laughs> yeah, 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 get I out just of here. one of the little toys, <laughs> yeah. and I was pretty into the toys, admittedly. They were pretty cool. Sounds like your mum was, too. Oh, <laughs> gee, gee whiz was. Wow. He's wow. up. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry, it's, it's a long journey. Me. I've been on the test funny, spirit before funny. it takes so, a while yeah, dolly the dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we got the big horse to kill him send enough I hurt my feelings sorry you know no, really bit, bit I, sky know school. Yeah. I actually took the spirit down for the first time in years last Easter and one of the most impressive things I saw is the, the buffet so you've got the buffet and You've got what would probably be a lot of tight asses on the boat because it's basically Tassie people returning home and you Man. never see anyone pile up a plate at a buffet like you do on the Spirit of Tasmania. Like Oh, baby. You see these like, Total big overweight dudes sizzle with their style. wife and it's like a leaning tower of pizza, just meat and potatoes and desserts just piled because you're only allowed to do one little plate. And they go about, love about a shit. foot high. It's hilarious. Oh, man, that's fucking awesome. Like, isn't that cool? Like, isn't that fucking like... I'm, I'm a child of Sizzly, you know? Like, that's... Oh, that's as we all tits. are. You know, yeah. like, we, we all used to do the dog Grogan ice cream stack up, yeah. you know, oh, like, yeah. you twist it around, make it as big as you can. How many toppings can you get on there? You couldn't possibly eat it, but you want to stack it on hard. Like, oh, that was the best. Eat yourself. See, like you guys are Sizzler. still Sizzler in... Perth. This is Sizzler no, in WA. No, we go everywhere, son. Well, I travel no, around don't. the country it's all the time. Vico, you just go to shit there. suburbs in oh, every city right. and there's a Sizzler, 100%. There's Sizzler in Queensland and Sizzler in WA. That's it. 
That's it. They're Bullshit. done. They're done in Victoria. Fuck They're done. you. I reckon you're wrong. We used to go to Sizzler for like high school nah, sports. Nah, nah. I'm going like, to check it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know Jamie, what I know Jamie, there is Jamie, now. can you just check Boom. out the can you pull Jamie, 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 can you just pull, pull, pull us up? Man, the, um, man, yeah, man, yeah we got Andy, facts, uh, Andy Beer Farm Vibus. Sizzler locations in Australia. Sizzler locations. Because, yeah, we used to do that. I'm in front of a laptop here, so I'm actually my No, no, no. You leave that, Andy. You just concentrate on what's going on here. We're on a podcast I'm scabbing work from the Vibe Man. Um, now nah, look, the vibe man's on it. He's all good. Ben, while the vibe man's sorting it, talk to me. I need to know every man's beer mixer. When you go to the pub, when you go to the pub, I'm not just taking a carton draft. I want a little mixer, a little something. What's your go-to? To yeah, mix in give your me a couple. How yeah, can what am I mixing? How can you wow your friends at the bar? I want to go to my mates. I'm like, you know what? You've drunk carton draft. It You've really drunk- depends on the man. It depends on the man or woman. It doesn't matter. Man. Well, let's pretend the that he's a bull rider out. Oh, and he's also was. a financier. No, no, no. I, I insist not to use him as, as an example. I, I think <laughs> okay. you, can, you can be an adventurous palate and you could say, okay, mixing a black beer pretty much with any beer, that's going to be excellent. Okay. Mixing a sour beer with a really approachable beer like a pale ale, that's going to be excellent. If you like both varieties of beer. If you want to go zany, you want to do some gnarly shit, Oh, there's a lot of open opportunities. You know, like the the English, like the sunburned people have been coming to our country and mixing lager with lime for a very long time. Radler. Like that Radler. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Radler. The Radler, yeah, they call yeah, it. The oh, yeah. So, Carlton, you know, Carlton Dry Lime. Yeah, they've been doing that, that for ages. Yeah. That opens Brilliant. a world of opportunities mm. with spirits, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Lime cordial. Replace yep. that with Fireball, Cafe Patron, Bright and Sunny, the Pelican. You name it, you know, like you could have anything mixing it with an approachable beer. It's very approachable. Okay. What so about sour, Benny? What would we mix with the sour? Oh, what would I mix with the sour? So I, uh, let, let me tell you a fun story, actually. I've, I've had some unsuccessful mixings with sours before. We had, uh, this was years ago, this uh, might have been like five years ago. We, do you know the Whippersnapper Distillery? Whippersnapper Distillery in, in yeah. Perth? Good friend of mine, Tim Hoskin. And Jimmy, like, they're great fellas. And we, you know, always work really closely with a beer farm. We were like, okie dokie. Like, we were putting on an event together. The Red Engine Caves were going to play at their distillery. Awesome. I went to it. It was a gnarly, gnarly gig. And before it, we were like, okay, let's make a couple of drinks. Let's do it. At the time, we just started trying to promote sour beers. Like, it was the very, very beginning of sour beers, like, becoming popular. And me and uh, Joshy Thomas were like, oh, what about... The whiskey sour, you know? What about making a whiskey sour with whiskey and a sour beer and, like, combine those ingredients to, like, make this beer, like, isn't it just fucking obvious? Well, yes. And we all went in and we were trying it, just assuming it was going to be excellent. Fuck it sucked. Like, it fucking... <laughs> Horrendous. Fuck it was shit. Like, it was so shit. And and, and we... It neutralised, like, the, the whiskey neutralised the sour beer flavour and you just taste... It looked like dishwater... Yeah, and you taste it, and you went, "Wow, this sucks. This is very bad." <laughs> and we'd almost already started promoting it. We were so sure it was going to work. We we're like, "Okay, yeah, no." We're on social media and everything, yeah, we're onto it. We were not onto it. It stunk, and and it was very bad. And when was this? What what sort of era? What so what time? Five years ago, six years ago. Okay, yeah, yeah. This was like because my, my friend Tim Hoskin on here, he can definitely tell you about Onky. I made Anki, she can tell you about it. Okay. My, my first um, mixing of beers was when, so 2003, I reckon I was in year 12, 
2003, and um, they did Carlton Cold Shots, which were a thing, which was like Carlton Cold. They they made a red label, and because they because it's ice cold, and they just threw vodka yeah. in. And they're like, I remember Carlton that. Cold it was Shots. Horrible. Yeah, there's there's six percent, and they're like, oh yeah, we're gonna get fucking lit, and we're like Carlton Cold Shots, we're on to it. Like, no, they were horrendous, and yeah, but they were horrendous. you know for the for the, uh, the 16, 17 bad, year old. No, Look, they, they I'm were a big, drinkable. Uh, Two extra guy, platinum guy. <laughs> yeah, oh the platinum. So I'd say <laughs> for, for a young palate, they <laughs> okay, were terrible. You keep like, your like, at being twenty years that, that old, they were awesome really stuff. hard to stomach. Mm, mm. They might actually be delicious now. Benny, I've got more of a small fry. Hook up for you, and I've, I've, I've said it a couple of times. The Wandy Pub in Victoria is—they get a lot Wandy of. Fry. You've got to get your beers in there. They were the first um, mainland pub to pick up Willie Smith's, the cider Man, from Falls Tassie, and that's fucking huge Wandy at the moment. Pub, you get Where, it in what, there. What town, what town is it in? Wandilagong. Wandilagong, Victoria, and I already said to them that they should get the your Wandy beers pub. in there because they do—they get a whole bunch of random shit. Obviously, they're shut at the moment. Mandrake Falls is onto it. But that's the that's entry point to the East Coast through Wandilagong. Um, Andy, a.k.a. Jamie's onto it. Also, Jamie, can we just get a shout-out? Um, tell us about uh, Sizzler Restaurants yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, in national in Australia. Have, what do you got, got there? Uh, How many? Surely one in Parramatta. Uh, one, two, three, four, five in Queensland. Five in Queensland. Oh! One in New South Wales. One in Where New South it? Wales. Uh, Campbelltown. Campbelltown. <laughs> in Campbelltown. Best part of town. Three in WA. Three in Western Australia. What? Can you give us those suburbs? What are they? WA. Well, hang on. Yeah, so there's I'd one like in Sydney, so I, I was wrong. There is actually one in Sydney. Fuck. Yelp, yelp. So we're just getting Look the WA that. suburbs. How uh, you like me now? Morley. Morley, Inaloo. Kelmscott. And Kelmscott. Fuck me. They are. I am going to Inaloo, uh, Sizzler, on my next date. Where Whoever that is, wherever they come from, you're right, Benny. I don't get any dates. And I'm not even allowed to you're go back to Perth. You're walking out of the, the ring moment, every so. day of your life. <laughs> you getting out of your car, putting a limp on, is not you walking out of the radio. You know, it'd be like. great to take someone to like an, an early 20s bird to Sizzler and be like, wow, what's this place? I was like, this would be big in a few years, babe. You watch. You Check watch. out the sneeze guard, <laughs> baby. You should see the spread on this. You'd be lucky to put a spread on like this. <laughs> oh, Jesus. What? Mel and I went to Sizzler at Mermaid Beach garbage, about five years ago, and it was crazy because we used to have Sizzler in Hobart when I was, you know, 10, and we went to yeah, Sizzler at big, Mermaid Beach a for a laugh, and for it had not changed. Nothing was any different Same from deal. the one in Hobart oh. in the 90s. Oh, I look forward to it. Good. I know my Hobart way around. Hobart 90s sounds like Central West New South Wales 90s. I reckon we're onto yeah. the same thing, baby. Sizzler baby. rules. And you know what I was telling my partner Sleepy, he's sitting next to me now, uh, just the other day, that there's actually hooters in Australia now. Wait, yeah. whoa, whoa, Correct. whoa, whoa. Why Queensland, right? And Queensland. educate. No, no, educate no, 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 no. Sydney as well. There's really? loads of hooters. As... What? <laughs> Correct. Please educate it's our audience. Sizzler. Oh, it's not, no, it's not Sizzler because it's not the buffet style. But it's the same style, large, um, you know, eating style. Is it called Hooters? It's called yes, Hooters. it's called Hooters. What the it fuck? It is Hooters. Hey, Mandrake Falls, reckon you could uh, do the research on the Hooters? Don Day has the Hooters in Australia. Vibe Man, bring up Hooters. We'll get that. Vibe Man's bringing up Hooters restaurants in Australia. We'll go back to him with, like, less than a 20-minute delay as we did last time. No, um, no, it's fine. This. It's fine with the delay. Hey, the other one is Carl's Jr. was, which we smashed when we were in the States. But that's the in who? Queensland as well. Carl's Jr. Carl's Jr. Carl's Jr. Fuck, that shit. What's Carl's Jr.? Uh, this is classic, like, like, Wendy's-style garbage food. 
Like Arby's. Yep. Oh. Garbage. Right. Garbage like fucking... Um, the, I'm a big Arby's guy. bridge teacher. I'm a... I'm a Here we go. Here we go. Vibe, Vibe Andy is coming in. Talk to us. Hooters Parramatta. Yes! Hooters right. Parramatta. I'm, there. I'm going there Hooters for Gold dinner Coast. tomorrow night. Gold Coast. Oh, Parramatta and Gold Coast. <laughs> the two Hooters best Parramatta. places in Australia. Hooters Gold Coast and soon coming to Penrith. <laughs> is that actually true? Penrith. I mean, Penrith. You couldn't script that. Is that actually true, Penrith? Yeah. Oh, wow. Come visit the us. The Eels, the Titans, and the nice. fucking... Mate. Wow. The Hooters. Holy shit. Wow, wow, wow. When are we getting Hooters in the Wait West? Wait a second. Wait a second, everybody. Do you know what I feel like the, the Northern Territory is Did made for Hooters? Hooters in the Northern Territory. Hooters, that is Paramount, the place. The Mighty Eels. Love them. Oh my Did god. Did you say Hooters Penrith? The Mighty Panthers love them. And did you say Hooters Gold Coast? The Mighty Titans. Gotta <laughs> fucking love them. Hooters that was is, awesome. Hooters That's, is the Some McDonald's of the crummiest rugby league clubs in the entire yeah. world. Just pick all the crumb bums and uh, lay them out. I'm happy to take any sort of uh, social media backlash on people that support those crummy teams. Being a proud South Sydney supporter myself. Suck eggs, gay lords. Uh, <laughs> go to Hooters and not watch any rugby this year. <laughs> All right, Hooters. So I think I'm excited, right? As um, Andy's pointed out before, that he I introduced him to Skimpies in Western Australia, which is oh. like a very um, archaic sort of situation that we've got in the Northern Territory and Western Australia, where we just have girls wrapped in Glad Wrap serving beers because that is what ticks the boxes. What are you, you talking about, about that for the totally beer Totally normal. Totally sexually yeah. acceptable. It's sexually totally acceptable. Normal. You know, clean. COVID style. I've got my that partner shit in makes me nodding her head saying yeah, that yeah, yeah. is yeah. 100% acceptable. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. definitely isn't. My partner's sleepy. You got some words to say about... Uh, right? No, nope. I don't. Sleepy's got nothing to say. She's definitely not into it. I was being uh, sarcastic and then she was like, nokey dokey. So I think you can understand our stance on skimpies. Yeah, no grazie. Hey, Andy, this, is, this has been super fun. I've wanted to do this for a long time. And Benny, and having uh, Jamie, a.k.a. Andy Vibes well, here. Just getting, I'm just like, getting actually I'm not done. Down I'm not done and yet. We ran into Benny, and we nearly did it all in person last year sometime. But there was yeah, a well, gin mate. drinking session going on. It well, should have happened then. Let's just no, keep it, it happening rose now. Let's keep it rolling. It was a girls' rose festival. I'm just coming into heat. Um, you're just getting hot dog. now. What do you want to talk about? I'm just getting have, hot now. We can drop I want to talk um, about everything. Just give us something See, to I, talk about. Bar snacks. When I was having a yarn with Was, when, I, when we were at our friend's, our friend's wedding recently. And what I, and, we and can I, shout out. Yeah, owns the Chris Stomp Watt. Coffee in North Perth. Legend. And we Great. were having a good yarn. And, and he was like, oh, blah, 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 drugs. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. I've always taken a lot of drugs. Uh, well, not always. But yeah, I did in my time. I go, oh, would you like to talk about this on the podcast? And I was like, yes, I would like to talk about this. We haven't talked about drugs. Because drugs have really uh, affected me in my life and my family's life. It's a... Oh, the floor's open for you, mate. Okay. What, do you, what well, about let, let drugs me tell you do you story. want to actually let me tell you touch story. on? Let me tell you a story. Okay. I, I grew up uh, in quite an open, uh, well, a very approachable, open family situation like my mum was uh, very open like I smoked ciggies and drunk piss and whatever from a very early age and very normal smoked reefer as I graduated into adulthood I uh 
you know, started doing further drugs. Me and my siblings, like, we're always quite challenged. Uh, always knew they were a bit different, outspoken, uh, ADD sort of kids, are like, you know, did their own, what, whatever, regardless. Had, had your own ideas, enthusiasm. I like sort to call of, that yeah. enthusiasm. I think you had yeah, enthusiasm. Cool. Lots, of do, lots of do with my middle brothers being gay, you know, like they're, them like, you know, struggling to express themselves and, and us trying to support them and figure out how we are, you know, big rugby players and support our gay brothers at the same time. And hey, Sorry, how many brothers? You got two? I'm one of four boys. And four boys. My sister's the oldest, but I also have two two other half-brothers and, okay. and another half-sister. Can you summarise that for me? Sorry, I got I'm lost. one of nine. One of, shit, one of nine. Yeah. You, your own rugby team. You could play rugby sevens with people on the bench. We could play rugby sevens, but no, not a real rugby team. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless, yes. Okay. Nine. Yeah, no. Fuck. Can you just quickly summarise? I'm confused. Okay. I'm okay. going to explain it one time yep. and real Kay. quick. No, that's right. And I've recorded this, so that's fine. If questions, I'm going to kick it. No, that's fine. I'll, Let me explain I'll listen it. back. My dad was yep. 70 when he had me. Yep. Okay. I've never met anyone with an older dad than me. Right. I, I would encourage anyone to call in who might have an older dad. My, my dad fought in the Second World War, right? He was a, you know, big gnarly dude. He married my mum. My mum's been married many times. And, uh, yeah, she was previously married, had four kids, married my dad, had me. My dad had a previous marriage of several kids. One of my brothers actually uh, died in Vietnam. True story. One of your brothers? Yeah. How, how, when was he born? I'm not sure. You Actually, I could check, but uh, his passport's just around singing. But he's older than my mum, essentially. My mum is 35 years younger than my dad. Okay. It's all very interesting, but uh, yeah. The only. Anyway. Similar story I've heard is there's a comedian whose podcast I listen to, Theo Vaughan, and his dad was in his 70s when he had him. Yeah, well, there you go. Which allows for some amazing comedy. But um, Man, my, my dad got given like a, a world's best dad trophy in his golf club. What? Why? It's actually right here. I was stand up. Like, take yeah, yeah. Stand yep. up. Just, uh, it's just a... Uh, if you like lean over that wall there, it's just on the left, just on the left over there, and it's got some streamers on it. Just got a got a few ribbons on it, like right there. It's a little little thing. It's got some ribbons on it. That's not it. There you go. No, 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 no. That's not it. Some streamers on it. Little 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 ribbons and that. My sleepy is the best dad trophy. Yeah, that's it. Wow. So they gave him a uh, Father of the Year trophy <laughs> at his at his golf club. You know, not knowing that he you know wouldn't live very long, he got this Father of the Year trophy, which I think is pretty cool. I've got it now. What does it say on the trophy there, mate? It's uh, read it out, was. I've I've got it now. It's um, it's a little cup like half a coffee cup size, sort of little thing going on with uh half a dozen streamers off it and it says 
Ben Thomas Joseph, 5th of the 3rd, 1987. When were you born? Was that? It's my birthday, mate. That's your birthday. All right, you're younger than me. I shouldn't look surprised. You look younger than me. No, I don't. I look <laughs> like shit because I've taken a lot of drugs and drunk a lot of piss. I don't so know. I, I reckon we look the same age. I like to think you're you've a got a man. you've got a better a hairline than me. Yours is solid. Mine's enough of the compliments on me. the way out. Um, ben Thomas Joseph, fifth of the third, nineteen eighty-seven. That's that it. That was his Father of the Year award. Father of the Year award. Like I said, I've never met a man. I'm, I've never met anyone with an older dad, and I'm proud of my dad. Kind of like the uh, I was the the conversation we were having earlier regarding gambling about dogs and yeah. horses. I am happy to live, you know. It's definitely better to exist than to not exist. It, oh, yeah. We, Is that, my mum a gold digger? In, in to, to, to... Almost definitely. <laughs> so, I love my mum to death, but... Is she a gold digger? Mm, yeah, I think so. So your and old man had a bit of coin. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that because I exist. Yeah, your and old man had exist, a bit of coin. Is that, really is that what you're saying? Oh, it wouldn't even suck because it wouldn't exist. Okay. <laughs> I don't know that. He might have been... You know what I mean, right? Yeah, no, logic. no. I, I look, I'm just filling gaps in live as we speak Fill here. Fill away. But... All right, Benny, I've got a question for you. I have a question for you. If you just think about this week and this week alone, what is one thing in particular, particular, I can't speak anymore, that has really got you frothing on life this week? Can I have two things? Uh, yes. You can't. All yes. right, you can have two. Yes, because Waza always has the first two one, or three. This is a real obvious first one. The wicker bed. Gardening. We made this great garden bed out the back of our house and it soaks water like a wick from the base of the bed. It's so cool. We've finally tackled it this week, and now it's the real deal. Now we're just waiting from our seeds from the from the diggers club, and I'm fucking psyched about it. I forgot what the other one was, so yeah, let's stick with that one. What's the second but, one? That's a good froth. Can't remember. That's a good froth. I actually can't remember. That's how my brain works. Andy, you you go with your froth, and I'm sure Benny will come back with another oh, one. My, I've got a simple froth this week because I haven't been driving to work. I have not been listening to podcasts for like five weeks because we've been working okay. at home, and I finally just was like got back into listening to pods this week. So I was catching up on all my favourite backcountry skiing pods, surfing pods, Joe Rogan pods, comedy pods. Yeah, hey, I'm super active too. I do lots of skiing, surfing. Uh, I, yeah, I'm not doing works. skiing that's and surfing, me, but me, I'm, I'm me, listening to people talk about. Yeah, well, it. I do. <laughs> Even in Margarita, totally. I definitely don't. I'm a lazy piece of shit and I'm proud of it. <laughs> anyway, it's been good to get back into podcasts. What about you, Was? What's got you frothing this week? That's it. You're frothing on the podcast. I like that. Yeah. Benny's just put his neck out, yelling, yeah, yelling and screaming. No, he, he might not have. He might not be. He's just, he's, he just swung the microphone towards Jamie, a.k.a. Andy's face the vibe, and then throwing his man, neck hey, out. No, hang on. Vibe Man Andy. What's got him frothing this week? Uh, vibe Man Andy. We need to know. Um, step up to the mic if you, if you don't mind. Um, thanks for the your facts during the episode as well. You're welcome. 
Andy's got a simple uh, other Andy has a question for you. What's got you frothing this week? Just anything that's got you frothing <laughs> on um, life in general, anything at all, big, small, whatever. What's got you frothing? Well, I, I, I live in a two-bedroom apartment by myself, so I'm frothing the fact that I'm in Margaret River. Yes, uh, welcome. I, I am around people at the moment, which is fucking amazing. <laughs> we had a little hug before, didn't we? Yeah, no, we kept 1.5 metres. No, we didn't. That's wink, bullshit. Wink. I, had, I hugged you and I appreciated it. because it was I a great hug. I reckon hug. in the last... You boys better not be hugging. I'm over here drinking Coopers. I don't like that. Yeah, no, we have been hugging. I reckon in the last um, in the last six weeks, I've had very minimal hugs, and um, Andy and I had a little hug, and it was brilliant. And um, I appreciate it, and I'm really appreciating. Oh, you know what? I, I I've changed my froth because I often have nah, multiple mate. froths, but my froth is that I had a hug with Andy this week. Fuck yeah! And you know what? Let's not admit it. You can definitely uh, edit this out. But we're in a hug household tonight. Are we? Are we Zero get cases of COVID in the southwest, and we've got a house in the southwest, baby. We're hugging up. We're oh, hugging up, Storm. This is a hug palace as well. I, I showed you. It's Andy. a hug palace. Well, hang on a sec. Didn't the vibe man drive down there? The, the, vibe, the vibe man drove down from the southwest, so we've no, got no, a, this no, is he, a. No, no, he didn't drive this down. This is either no, two. You're like hugging the lives of my guy that could <laughs> actually. No, 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 he lives at my house. He lives at my house. He, oh, he yeah, lives I'm here with us. Okay, yeah. yeah fuck you, Andy. Are you trying to get us in trouble or something, mate? I'm trying to hug. I'm going for my runs down near Coogee, and I'm basically crashing into people left and right. I might as well be hugging them. It's, um, it's all good. Might as well be not living in Coogee. That's why you might. They're going to call this the original chicken pox party because we are fucking getting the COVID <laughs> from Andy. This is how we do it. <laughs> Worst places to get uh, <laughs> get put in isolation. I tell you what. Oh fuck! It's brilliant. I'm I'm pumped because I've cheated the system and done an Andy, and now Andy's here, and he's just <laughs> like I look at him and he's like he is frothing on what I've done, and he's like shit. I should have done this ye- nah, weeks man. ago. Uh, You're weeks. way off. Andy's had the invitation a long time ago. I mean, uh, he's our just acted. Is always our housemate Andy. Time. So that's what. How you like it? How you like me now? That's some good froth. What about yourself? What? Was can you sneak one in? Um, mate, I'm always frothing on all of it. The surfing, the being here. I'm actually genuinely frothing on Benny's house. Is fucking seventies vibe crazy? Fuck you, man. I, I, I gave you a little tour on it. I gave you a tour you have more on the time, house. Andy? I, it was I'm out there. Late. To a very important date. <laughs> He's like buggy. <laughs> no, here's what I'm supposed to be. Sorry, was we're into nah, Benny. It's all right. Don't interrupt, was as froth. Okay. <laughs> Mate, I'm frothing on Benny's house. It's 70s vibes. It's outside, inside, which is what I, what I, what I actually love in life is outside, inside, because I love to spend more time outside than inside. But he's got. You walk in the front door, and there's a fucking garden in like I I. I showed you an Instagram live little video of it. It's outside, inside. It's all the business. It's there's a Marty Littlewood throwback to episode three, uh, big nine foot two gun shaped in the corner. It's it's got me buzzing. Like I want to buy this place. I don't know if I could. Do you want to wear Ben as a skin suit? Maybe. I would like to wear Ben Ben as a skin suit. Yo, I, I don't think so. Um, I think you need to chase your own dreams, Was I think you need to find out what they are and chase them. And it's not this to own the beer farm and live in Ben's house and fuck Ben's wife. I don't Ben's own wife. the beer farm. Seems like a liability. <laughs> Same with his wife. 
Hey, guys, um, we need to wind this up, though. So can we – I think we, we should wind it up with a massive thanks, Ben, for coming and talking shit because it's been wonderful. And well done was for lining it up and hopefully the technology works. What's uh, what's the the final comment? Like what's next for the beer farm and for this whole weird time that we're in right now? Um, Andy, uh, a.k.a. Jamie, Andy, the vibe man for the beer farm, probably the best to answer what's next for the beer farm. Tell us, what is post-COVID times? Have you got big plans? Is there a rodeo going on? What's yeah, happening next? Surviving. Uh, and then just getting bigger and better. We want to we want to get back to uh, bigger events. Getting the not so much the rodeo. That's that's a thing of the past these days. Yeah. A thing of the past. What do you mean? Whoa. It's not no, happening no again. Rodeos. No more rodeos. No more rodeos. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No more rodeos. Is there, if we hear this first, no more rodeos. No, no. Nil rodeos. Mate, I what happened to guys? Uh, I was on a work trip. Standard work trip, you know, Sydney, New South yeah. Wales. Yeah. Got away here, Andy, and uh, stepping on some toes with the radio factor over there, mate. You just need the right ambassador. Animals, you need the right no, ambassador. No, no. Don't give me rom animal fuck rights. Fuck oh, back mate. That's how it is. I will punch as many vegans as I have to. Shut your mouth. Don't be <laughs> like that. We want to be acceptable to everyone and. You want to pine to the vegans. To everyone. Simple as that. We don't want to be a part of it. Happy days. That's it. Leave it alone. So what we do is we I'm gonna a leave bigger it. party, but with out the riding with of sans animals. Okay. So you want to have a big party, but you don't want to torture animals. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. We're Jeez, lame like that. Yeah. You did not just say that. Your assumption there is that you're torturing animals for rodeo, and we've covered uh, this before, and we won't cover it now. We won't cover it now because you know that's go trash. Go back to the rodeo podcast to find out that it's bulls actually real love thing. to be ridden. Um, yep. Sounds good though, but I think the key word there, vibe man, is that it's step one, survive. And I think that's what most businesses are trying to do at the moment. So fucking do that, I think. And then everything after that will be gravy. Oh, we've definitely got the, the processes in place to, to keep dominating. Horses sure. come through. <laughs> Look at the big horse. Oh, he's um, got a little treat. I think, I think we're done ben, here. Ben, Ben, what's the, so I'm going to find this song because I think. It goes uh, like this. Down, 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 down. White trash, hot love tonight. I want the Desmond Decker one. Israel. Oh, you want the. The Israelites are. Opens his phone, the sports bets. Obviously. Like a normal person. Like normal normal says porn or something. Wake up. Sports bet. All right, sort him out. Give us, a, give us the big exit. It's coming. Uh, all right, Benny, we, we always wrap up one off the wood, and I fucking appreciate you coming on because I've been trying to chase you down, not you through your fault, mostly my fault. We do appreciate it. We do appreciate it. We do appreciate it. But Mate, you were supposed to sponsor okay. us ages ago, no, which you did on. by sending... <laughs> so that every man can be fed. Oh, Okay. We'll actually pull this clip. Um, all right, Benny, just you tell us what, what the song you is and we're you fucking out of here, mate. <laughs> hey, done. hey, you know what, guys? Who <laughs> Fucking. No, 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 no. Come on, let me. What are you going to say? One Off The Wood, it finishes with a song and then all the guests say, Huru. All right, I was. Huru.
Who wrote? Who wrote? <laughs> and can we play the song now? We'll play the song. You guys Annie. play the song. Who uh, uh, who Get up in the morning, slaving for bread, sir, so that every mouth can be fed. Call me Israelite. Get up in the morning, slaving for bread, sir, so that every mouth can be fed. Oh, oh, oh. 